Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. Now this is normally the point of the podcast where I say this is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is... But that's not going to happen because I was all set to record an episode with a guest and the guest didn't turn up uh, through no fault of their own, it turns out, and... I thought, oh dear, what am I going to do? I need to get an episode out there. So, all will be explained as you get into the episode, but I welcome former show guest Seki Tabasuarez back to the show, and we discuss a topic, and that topic is the transition to improv in real life, having spent so much time improvising on Zoom. So that is the topic for today's show rather than the guest and hopefully you enjoy the conversation that Seki and I had about improv in real life and, and how we are getting back to it and how different it is to online. Hopefully you can relate to the things that we talk about but that's what this week's show is all about. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts and we're even available on Amazon Podcasts which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts please leave us a 5 star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to fully go off script because we're talking about the question that I said there which is what is it like to transition back into improv in real life having spent so much time doing it online it's also worth pointing out that i'm in a different room recording this i've been doing it it's pretty much in the same place for such a a long time and i'm currently doing it in a room in my new house which is still very echoey because it's still not got a lot of um not got a lot of stuff really, not got a lot of furniture around, so it's still very echoey rooms. Uh, so if you're thinking, hmm, Ian's sounding a little bit different than he normally does, that is the reason why. Anyway, that's enough from me. I'm going to hand over to, well, to me, because it's me talking with Seki about the question that I just mentioned there. So let's get into this week's show. Okay, and welcome to a very different uh, episode of the show this week. So I'll just explain. Basically, I have been very busy lately, and I did a lot of recordings of episodes sort of in a big block during my summer holidays. And I've had a a busy time going back to school and moving house, and I've not recorded an episode for a few weeks, but I've made sure that there's been constant episodes ready to go out every week. And then I was sat here in my new house waiting to do an interview on the time that I'm recording this right now. And the person I was going to interview did not turn up. And it's put me into panic mode a little bit because I I know that I am keen to continue getting weekly episodes out. So it's put me in a bit of a, a bit of a bind because I, I know even if I reschedule with this person, the way my, my personal schedule is over the next few weeks, it is potential for me to miss out on actually getting an episode out the time when I want the episode to go out. So I thought, what can I do? How can I fill this void? So I thought, well, 
I'm in a house here with another fantastic improviser, Seki. Hello, Seki. Hello again. Hello, everyone. Uh, so <laughs> Seki is here to have a chat with me about improv, and we're going to be speaking about a particular topic. I don't know what this is going to be like. It's completely off the cuff. And we're just going to have a general chit chat about getting back to improv in real life because we've been improvising online very successfully for the last 18 months or so. And there's been lots of talk, particularly on this show, we've been talking about what it's going to be like when we get back to improv in real life. And Seki and I, over the last, I guess, month or two, we've experienced a fair mm. amount of improv in real life now. So I thought it would be a nice opportunity to just give our take on what it's like to get back to improv in real life. So mm. as we are a couple, most people listening know that we're a couple. If you, if you want to hear our story, go back to my episode, go back to Seki's episode. We talk about our relationship and how we got together. So. If you're listening for the first time, we are a couple, and that's explaining right now why we're in the same house and why we've been to all the same improv sessions together. Uh, but that's what we're going to be talking about. And our first improv session in real life was with LCI because we went to the park, didn't we? Mm, Tefton Park, wasn't it, in Liverpool? And it was quite the experience because all these people who had until that moment been just faces on zoom they showed up and the the it was a really lovely feeling it's like we knew them already and then they arrived and it was just brilliant from the get-go we we knew who they were and we just basically established with each other oh yeah they're your legs ah yes and they're <laughs> yours how oh, what a lovely thing it is to have legs let's improvise and the chemistry was brilliant and it's like everyone was just well almost everyone there were obviously people who were who had sat the the pandemic out uh, without doing the zoom online improv and they were raring to go and it was it was, it was brilliant wasn't it Ian? yeah and as you said that there were people that had sat out the pandemic they hadn't done any improv because for various reasons online improv wasn't for them and I just can't imagine what that period of my life would have been like if there wasn't online improv. So it was it was great to see these people that love improv getting an opportunity to do it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's been really exciting. And I know as well that there's another side to this that people are anxious that uh, once real life activities are fired up again, what will happen to the online stuff? So we're in this sort of um, in-between phase, aren't we? And it looks like the, the global improv community has made some sort of commitment to to maintaining maintaining a presence anyway online. For instance, uh, case in point, um, Glossip Improv have decided to do both. So what Jess and I have decided to do is we uh, we maintain the Friday night, uh, British summertime, until it ends, uh, Friday nights at 7 p.m. online, but we're also starting workshops, like on the 25th of September, we've got the, the physicality in, in improv with Becky Webb. 
and that's uh, that's brilliant. Uh, David Escobedo uh, ran the very first workshop um, after uh, after everything everything uh, started going again in real life. It was brilliant. Uh, Glossop Improv folks who had not seen each other in real life for ages showed up, and it was really brilliant. We did it at the Partington Theater on Henry Street in Glossop, and it was brilliant. It was awesome. And then you and I went to Chester, didn't we? Yeah, we we went to Chester, did some improv there, and uh, compared to the park, you know, that is again a different experience. Uh, I just do want to say as well, in terms of the the online things, LCI is very committed to the online as well, mm. because LCI have online on Wednesdays, and then they've got in person drop ins on a Monday for short form. They've got long form drop ins on a Tuesday. And there's beginners courses uh, that have been running on Thursdays as well. So LCI is doing its fair share of in real life and online. But just back to the the moment there, going to in-person classes inside, and it's actually a really different thing to doing it outside. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, both very lovely venues, of course, that was brilliant out in the park, uh, summertime, brilliant. And then the weather forecast just has to factor in a lot. And so I think that's why with LCI, um, obviously, as summer ends, it, uh, the venue has now changed to, back to indoor. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's good, too. Um, the indoor stuff in Chester, very good. Um, over the Snake Pass in Sheffield, I know things are also going back to um real life shows that they're putting on and the brilliant thing Ian is these people are now on my social media um they're in my newsfeed i i know these shows are going on because these are people i met online throughout the pandemic and now i've got eyes and ears uh, what's going on in Sheffield? Uh, what's going on in Chester? What's going on in Liverpool? Um, I, w I took the train out to Wales today, and I passed I passed these stations, and a couple of times I said, "Ooh, ooh, we know somebody here, don't we?" <laughs> we uh, Jen's here. Jen is nearby. Uh, it, it's uh, Northwich, and all these stops along the way to Wales, and I thought. Oh, this is awesome. There's a network of us, and we we're we, we can g gosh, the sky's the limit at some some point. Like, have you seen the improvisers getting together, uh, posting online of meeting up and everything down south, yeah, as well as up here. Yeah, it's great. And we ourselves, we we had those moments, you know, when we went to LCI sessions, and we were seeing these people that we'd only seen online in real life and with the Oikas as well. So some of the Oikas had met previously, but not all the Oikas had met previously. And to get us all together in real life for the first time, um, in fact, well, we haven't all been together at the same time still, but, you know, just getting the Oikas together in real life has been a great experience. And as you said earlier, these are real friends. These people that we've been looking into our screens at over the last 18 months or so, we've been doing that regularly. And because in improv, you are so open to just mm. letting people into who you are, it's, it's a really good way to actually make friends. They're not just connections on Facebook. They're people mm. 
that you know you can talk to if you've got problems. They're people that check in on you if they think there's something wrong or or even if they just think about you and they just send you a message, say, hey, I just thought I'd say hi. And, you know, actual real friendships. Mm, definitely. And it also extended to over the Atlantic. I remember people checking in on each other uh, from America to here and vice versa. Um, I know which improvisers have moved to different cities in America yeah. just because, oh, well, this is exciting. Uh, so-and-so is starting a new life in Chicago and another is starting out a new life elsewhere at Florida, things like that. And it's because it feels like, it feels like you know them because obviously you've shared like you've shared something very uh, mutual and and it was all online and it's like uh, we're all going through the same thing the same sort of transitionary period and it's different for everybody and but but the thing is the one thing that's in common between all of us is uh, we've gained something from it a lovely network of people around the world that that um that are your friends it's really cool yeah, like if you were to look at my social media accounts now and compare it to before the pandemic, there's been a complete shift. And I still now I get I get requests from people, people I've I've never heard of sometimes. And I just all I think is right. I'm going to check their friends list, and then I see oh it's full of improvisers that I've improvised with. I'll add them because they're clearly cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that's the word uh, cool is the word and um yeah from from the, from here where do we go uh, real life stuff um more commitment to making it to festivals down the line because uh, there are things that i had no idea happened out there um annually or quarterly festivals and events uh, down in London or uh, continental Europe, all those things that I, I realized, oh, those are now options. Those are, oh, what shall I do if I go to this city in Europe? I'm going to, I'm going to make it to this, I'm going to kind of arrange my schedule to, to consider being able to be there, you know, for, for those yeah. events. Um, one of the, one of the coolest things I read in the last few days was uh, Liam, who is going to put on a show and the payment is just any kind of object that you can give him, um, a trinket or, or anything at all, a token of anything, that, that's your ticket into his show. Uh, I think that's really just the creativity that's bursting out of these people uh, who, who improvise in the wider community around us i can't wait to go out there and you know schedule permitting be part of it and i'm gonna also i'm just gonna put this out there because i'm in wales and i am starting a performance a performing arts school um i can't wait to open the doors to young minds uh, to show them that a big part of gaining confidence and self-esteem and being part of the arts is really interwoven with with improv and if i if i have met these improvisers in our community i have that many I, that much more in options you know for future collaborations and projects yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100%. And there was a word you said uh, a few minutes ago, and the word was commitment. Well, you said being 
uh, committed to lots of other things. And I thought of the word commitment and it made me think, yeah, there is, there's a certain level of commitment involved in in-person improv that there isn't in online improv. And it's because when you commit to an online improv session, you are literally committing to the time of the class. If the class is seven till nine, you're committing seven till nine. But if you're committing to in-person things, you're committing to the time of the class and you're committing to the effort and the time it takes to get there and the effort and the time it takes to get home. So it- Exactly. Yeah. It really is a, a big difference. So when we've been, whether it's getting to Sefton Park or whether it's been getting uh, Chester or when we met up with the Oikers, whatever mm. we've been doing, it's involved a lot more strategy in terms of uh, planning our day around it and making sure we can get there and making sure if you're planning sessions. So for example, like if troops are getting together, troops getting together online is one thing, but trying to get a time where a troop can all get together and get to a place at the same time, that's we're learning that's a completely different ballgame. Oh, certainly, certainly. Rehearsals uh, in a comedy improv troupe, for example. Yeah, that, that's a really good example. Uh, we, we, we now know the logistics behind trying to organize these things as opposed to online where you just go, well, I'm still in my pajamas. I've got a seven to nine after that, 10 to 11, or as I've done recently, or oh, a 4 a.m., a 4 a.m. with a lovely lady in, in the U.S. And it's like, okay, uh, these kinds of things, they will not, I think because of such arrangements and commitments that we want to be able to do, to uh, make, I think in this sense, I think online stuff will keep going for sure. It's just, it's not going to go away. We, we tapped something where we can connect with people around the world and it's a wonderful feeling and I don't think that's ever going to go away. The groups that formed out of it, right? Uh, the tiny dinos that I know of, uh, Get a Room or the Liz Allen International Fan Club. These people from, are from all over the world, uh, commitment-wise and logistics you know, seeing each other in person, it would be very difficult to get such a, a large number of people in one room at the same time uh, in the future. So it's one of those things where online is definitely still going to be an option. Oh, yeah, 100%. And just the ability to, to take classes with, with people from places you wouldn't be able to get to to take in-person classes with them. Like I, I wouldn't be able to nip over to to the groundlings in america and take a class with brian palermo whereas you know lci can make that happen you know and you know there's lots of other great improvisers out there that i'm excited to take future online classes with because they're people that that's the only way i'm going to be able to actually take their class yeah as soon as we can if we see who's running what workshop down in london for example we could time it so that both you and i could make it uh be it um stuart moses for example the next time he you know a yeah. real life class workshop that would be great if we caught that and uh, yeah further afield for us um the thing is the strength behind the fact that you and i are both into improv is that we can do the trip together we can budget we can yeah it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be part of our time together and so we have it 
easy in that sense, I think. So, um, yeah, um, but it does require, you know, logistics. It requires planning. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's a really good point that you make. Like, we are very fortunate in the fact that we are a couple that both share the same hobby. But, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of people out there that aren't in this position where they've got different hobbies. And if you are an improviser saying, oh, I want to go away for the weekend to do this improv festival or this improv workshop down here, you know, that could be a hard sell to the partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so be that as it may, um, online improv will never go away. That's my <laughs> forecast for the year. Thank you very much. <laughs> and what is what is interesting is... So I'm newer to improv than you, uh, and you know, I'm, I've been doing it for a while now, but predominantly online. Again, if people want to hear that, they can go back, hear my story um, on the podcast when I was the guest with the wonderful Jeff Head. Uh, go check it out. Um, so I've told that story before, but one thing that's really stood out to me since we're getting back into in-person improv is there's a lot of skills that I've learned online that I didn't know before. Before I before I got into improv properly, I thought I knew what improv was and it was just short form game, short form silliness, like whose line. And although improv has really always been a part of my life without officially being a part of my life, that's because of that whose line influence, that short form fun, the things I would do as warm up sessions uh, for drama classes when I was younger and the things that I still do for children when I'm leading sessions it's all improv based before I really knew that it was properly improv that I was doing and I've learned about long form during this whole period and I've gone to online classes and I've learned long form skills and, and I've got quite good at doing things online and then all of a sudden in recent times we we've been going to some long form things and for the first time recently i took a class which well it wasn't even a class like i'm used to just going to sessions where right you learn a little something and then you put it into practice so even though i wasn't online i was still taking some classes where you're still learning but then we were invited to a session. It was just a group of improvisers together. And we were just going to get up and do some long form sets. And I was super nervous because I thought I've only done this online and I haven't really done it that much compared to all the, the, the short form stuff that I do. But improvisers are awesome. And every single <laughs> improviser made me feel like I belonged on the stage with them. And, you know, I've done a lot of acting in the past and that always feels like it's a competition it's everyone trying to be better than the other person but in improv you're always trying to make the other people look better than you it's a very weird uh it's a very weird thing when you're used mm. to sort of the acting side of things mm. well yeah um i'm glad that you mentioned the whole um acting and improvising because the best the best ensembles I've ever been part of as an actor are the ones that have that natural attitude that improvisers have, where you are a team, you collaborate, you cooperate, and those are the better productions that you're going to be a part of in theater, especially because th there's a lot of give and take there. And I think this explains why so many, so much, so many of warm ups and 
getting to gel together as a as a company, putting a production together, so much of that has improv in it, and that's be- that's because of that 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 attitude that we you and I have discovered in long form. There's just this acceptance, isn't there? And this idea that um, something is uh, something is uh, spontaneous and it will be accepted, and everybody's personalities are celebrated uh, for an entire evening of just <laughs> just being creative. And so much, so much, so much creativity happened. There was a lot of not just creativity, creation. There was a lot of creation in that that long form we did in Chester's. That was yeah. Great. And one thing that really stood out to me, particularly in that session, but definitely in all of the in-person stuff we've done in recent times is it's a lot more tiring. Like you are using your body and you are fully into it. You're really projecting your voice to be heard in a bigger room. Whereas when you just sat in your room or stood in your room, you are still, um, well, very still. You're very still, even when you're moving, there's lots of periods of just sitting or standing still. And even when you're projecting your voice, you're not projecting it too much because you don't want Zoom to cut you off. But just getting up and fully becoming characters and moving and really changing that voice around, it's it's a very different kettle of fish, whole different ballgame. Certainly. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm just happy that as the world move for, moves forward, we've got both now. We've got the best of both possible worlds. And it works. It works. You just have to adjust, I guess, as I have, to uh, projecting your voice uh, back to real life. And especially with outdoors things, uh, the the factor that is wind. <laughs> wind <laughs> coming through and taking your voice away, it it reminds you that projection is very much an ingredient in real life improv and little adjustments such as uh, the concept of touch and physical connections in a scene have had to change a little bit. And um, that's another aspect that is now obviously a really big thing these days compared to the before times, right? (laughs) Yeah, and something else that I've I've noticed in some of these sessions as well is, I think people when they're in their their house or or wherever they're doing it, we were doing improv online last night, and someone was actually just doing it in their pub, in the local pub, <laughs> just in the corner, <laughs> which was interesting. Uh, but when people are in their house, and it doesn't really matter where you are in the room. You're going to be picked up by the mic. You don't necessarily have to be facing the screen, so you can really turn to the sides and, and, and do things. But So I've noticed a lot of people not facing the audience when we've been in person. And, you know, it's not my place to say to people that you should be facing the audience. But the voice is getting, the voice gets lost. And there's something in my head and it's always in my head. Uh, it's always been in my head, I think, since I was a child. I think someone said it to me when I was a child. Um, what, maybe it was in school or maybe it was in one of the drama workshops I was in. And it's something I still say to the children to this day when I'm putting on shows in school. And it's no bums to the mums. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need to project your voice to the audience and... 
I think that that is something that is perhaps taking a little bit of time for people to get used to. The fact that, oh, if I'm speaking, I actually need to position myself in a way where I'm projecting to the audience and not projecting to the back of the room. And, and uh, that is something which is a very different skill that is required to when we're online. Certainly, yeah. So uh, I guess to all the folks who started out on Zoom Improv, this is a big adjustment in a lot of the cases. Um, so one, yeah, uh, it's very. it can be very tricky because as an audience member, I, I lean forward and go, I really want to hear what this person is saying because it's generally very, the usual level of quirkiness and just, you know, from the left field, these comments that can come from our fellow improvisers. But yeah, as you say, the the idea of the microphone picking it up on Zoom for you, it's gone. So you got to lean forward or something's got to change so that you can you can hear the whole exchange the whole scene yeah and even just when you are facing the people you know the the sound has to kind of come from your stomach more you really have to project your voice <laughs> I, I remember stood there in the park in sefton park and we were back in in person improv for the first time in a long time and i very quickly realized oh I need to speak louder. I don't think people can hear me properly. In my head, I'm like, oh, I'm speaking loud. I'm speaking way louder than I have been on Zoom. But then I was like, oh, I think I have to speak like even louder because I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. I've had the same experience. So yeah, for instance, um, our, our throats are taking a little beating this week uh, because of the, the, the gigs that you and I have got lined up <laughs> but yeah um yeah so what what lemsip and lozenges and rest in between and pacing ourselves yes and licorice tea as well I, I highly recommend that there's various forms out there that coats the throat with the comforting layer of of licorice and stops you from ragging the vocal cords so if you can get yourself some um licorice based tea then uh, definitely definitely do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so it's it's been a great chat thank you for for stepping in at the last minute and helping me out well it's my pleasure as always <laughs> <laughs> um so let's just have a very brief chat about about you moving forward as you are on you are my guest you're a <laughs> returning guest but You've got some exciting things coming up improv-wise. So you mentioned you've got uh, Gloss of Improv doing something with Becky Webb, LCI alumni, uh, running a show. And I'm going to be coming to that as well. So I'm excited uh, to get involved in the physicality in improv because that is something that I think definitely going to work well in real life. Mm, certainly. And it's it's going to be great because I'll, I'll take all the tips that she has to offer because it'll, it'll be really uh, good stuff to take note of um, moving forward. It's it's like the most apt course to do, workshop to do, because uh, like you say, uh, we're coming back to real life improv and this is the this is the coolest thing to consider now and and sort of spruce up as we as we move along uh, especially with shows that you and i plan to do 
moving forward in the next year or so um, yeah. as a comedy improv troupe this will be in my opinion crucial to getting it you know back in the saddle and doing improv and and, and doing shows yeah and something that i'm quite excited to learn because we did an lci course with becky webb some point last year mm. and it was about physicality and improv and we learned that physicality and improv it, it's really centered around subtleness and when you're stuck in a little screen it's very easy to be subtle it's very easy to pick up on small movements but mm. i'm looking forward to seeing how that really translates in into improv in real life because when you're on a stage you know everything is big everything is bold so i'm i'm really looking forward to finding out how we rein that in a little bit but still make it big enough for the audience to see mm, yeah well that's definitely the answer to a question i've been asking as well so i'm looking forward to this particular workshop and it's happening in glossop which is amazing <laughs> It's, it's amazing Becky Webb is coming to Gossip to teach. I would love for a lot of the other teachers to come by and teach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and it's kind of a bit of a farewell to Glossop for you as well, because although you will always have a spiritual home there, um, we we now live together in North Wales, although you, you technically haven't moved in yet fully but i think by the time this goes out you will have moved in yes yeah and i'm gonna hit the ground running of course and i really will always look for a way to combine anything i discover and and go with in performing arts to improv i will always look for ways to do that because both are my passion and they belong together <laughs> yeah so this will be great and just before we finish i always give my guests a chance to promote something so i'm gonna let you promote make-believe flint <laughs> make-believe flint my performing arts school and it's going to be open to children from three years old to 18 and it's going to be in flint it's accessible children from all walks of life are welcome and it's about discovering the confidence and self-esteem and love for the stage that many a child feels and this is another this is one venue for them to find and um i plan to make this a proper like a really good environment for that nurture creativity nurture the confidence that every child has and just it, I plan to make it that kind of home for them. And that's e easier said than done. I will, I will work on it. And yeah, I have a lot, I have a lot to do. Yeah. A lot to do, but it's, it's all very exciting. And I'll just say thank you very much again for stepping in last minute. As I say, I was oh. conscious about getting a show out there because I really wanted to keep the, the weekly thing going. As, as long as I could, and I've got a very busy couple of weeks coming up, so stepping in, I really appreciate it. It's actually given me a great idea, and that idea is to just have a specific topic to talk about. Normally, I interview people and about their journey into improv, their life story, 
but it would be nice to just have episodes like this sometimes where we have a particular topic we want to talk about and we just talk about it. So if you are listening and you think, oh, I would like to hear a conversation about this particular topic to do with improv, get in touch with me or with Emma Bird or we have a Facebook page and contact us just on there, post us a message any way you can. Just get in touch and give us some interesting topics to talk about and I could sort out getting wonderful improvisers on from the LCI community, some previous guests would be nice to get them back and see what they're up to and get their take on some of these topics. So sometimes, a bit like online improv, good things come from bad situations. And I think me being stood up for this interview uh, this evening could well uh, help me come up with some, some good stuff to move the show forwards a little. So thank you very much to the person that stood me up. <laughs> the obstacle is the way. The obstacle is the way, as they say. Awesome. Well, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, there we go. Thank you so much to Seki for stepping in there and having that conversation with me. Um, you could probably tell that she was in a very echoey room as well. Our house is, is relatively unfurnished at the moment and uh, might be echoey for quite some time. Who knows? Uh, so I apologize if it's not perhaps the uh, sound quality you're used to, but hopefully you enjoyed the chat enough to not worry too much about the uh, the echo from our voices. Now, as I said in the, in the chat with Seki there, if you've got any topics that you would like us to discuss on the show, then get in touch with me and perhaps I could even discuss that topic with you. So if you think of a topic that you would like to discuss, then I would love to have that conversation with you. Maybe you've been on the show before, maybe you've never been on the show but haven't felt comfortable talking about yourself but you'd happily come on and talk about a specific topic, then that would be great. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me, you can contact Emma, you can get in touch with us via the Facebook page. So whatever you feel comfortable with, have a think about topics that you think would be a good topic to discuss on the show and let's make it happen. And with that being said, uh, we're just going to move on as always and I'm going to say if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv I mentioned it briefly there, but we do have a Facebook page. Check out the Facebook page and listen to the trailers that we put out there every week. Share the trailers, share the show links. You'll find all the show links on there. So yeah, do check that out, please. If you do not follow us already, get on there. Give us a like, follow us, and help spread the word of the show. As always, I will say if you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make arrangements as soon as possible. We really do want to continue to get people on here and hear their journey into improv. It's your stories that make this show what it is, so please get in touch. I'd love to speak to you soon. Don't forget, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, review the show, give us a five-star review, anything like that you can do really helps to boost the show and help get our name out there you can check me out on social media 
on all the places where you would expect YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for at Ian Luke Jones. My YouTube's got all sorts of great content on there, so please uh, give me a like and a follow on there. Subscribe to me on YouTube and you hopefully won't regret it. So thank you very much. That is the end of this week's episode. I look forward to bringing you plenty more great guests in the coming weeks. And just once again, thank you very much to Seki. She was just in the front room of the house. I'm in my office and I was sat here saying, oh no, I don't know what to do. I I was really banking on this guest today and they weren't there. I know I'm busy over the next couple of weeks and I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get another one scheduled and I was running out of episodes. So I said, hey, I've got this idea. Would you mind jumping on the podcast with me and discussing this topic? And she did so very uh, willingly and I really want to thank her for stepping in. So thank you very much to Seki. I don't know if you can tell also as well as the echo that's going on I am a little under the weather right now and my throat is about to give out on me so I should probably just stop talking I thank you for listening as always please just um, continue to listen spread the the show around the internet tell people about it word of mouth whatever you can do to promote the show I really appreciate it I love doing the show I love bringing it to you every week so there we go that brings us to the end of this week's a slightly different episode but before i go here are some words that are truly wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and